Show podcast once again with another special guest this week featured on the show. I'm your host, Sketch O Matic, and with me today is a longtime friend, longtime co worker. We're talking decades here in radio and just in real life. We've you know, we've been in the, the radio realm together for, I don't know, since, what, 1998 or something like that? At least so that's when I started working with him. Wow. And today, I'm this is my first sit-down interview with my man, and I'm so excited that he's here, and he actually took the time. He's a super busy producer, on-air talent. Ah! He's involved in so many sports all over the place. I'm going to let him break it down for you. <laughs> Without further ado... The one and only, the sports dude, making his debut on the Sketcho Show podcast, Jeff Garcia. Jeff G! Actually, I had nothing to do, so I'm glad that you <laughs> filled my calendar so it made me look busy. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, no, thank you for that great intro. Yeah, I, I started working over at that other station in 96. You said 98, so... That's when I started, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's... 25 years, yeah. buddy. Yeah, man. Like that was a long time ago. Uh, at, a lot of at years. The, uh, at power. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, But we there was a lot of lessons learned there. Sure. I want to get into the interview with you, Jeff G. Now, your name, Jeff Garcia. Mm-hmm. Now we go by the sports dude, Jeff G, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When did you kind of make that switch to... Because I remember for a while, you were going by Jeff Garcia. Yes. Right? And there's also that comedian named Jeff Garcia yes. as well at the time when you were kind of really just getting into the LA market. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. And, and there was a quarterback, Jeff Garcia, who played That's for the right. as well. So. so Jeff G just kind of just fit better. I was a le- of- well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess kind of. And then, I mean, the sports dude came along with Big. Um, yeah. You know, he, he would, you know, just mess around and go, dude. The sports dude. dude. So when that started, that stuck. And yeah. I thank him for that very very much and yeah. was able to do that for quite a long time and you know I do a lot less of that now just because I mean I report every day but I, right. as far as getting out to the venues and being like immersed like I was for all those years doing big show like it's a little bit less now just because there's so much work with the crew show and right. our schedule isn't quite as conducive to it because most things start when we're still here on the air. So, and you're doing, you know, you're producing Cruz's show, correct. right? You're the produ- you're the executive producer, right? Executive is such a loose word. Well, I mean, you are <laughs> the one that basically controls the. You're the director of the show. Yeah, there's no doubt. The dad. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. in essence, you're like the J Rye buddy. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and you know, I learned a lot from J Rye. Hell yeah. You know, I mean, he's a he's a very good producer, and, yeah, and you know, learned a lot of stuff from him being on that show for a long time. So, yeah, kind of, sorta. Yeah, the J Rye of the afternoons. I hear you on that, and I mean, but you were also on the morning show with Big Boys Neighborhood for quite a long time. I was, you yeah. know what I mean? And now, this is what I want to get into with you, Jeff. Okay. Let's. I want to kind of go back a little bit on this podcast. It's part interview, part conversation, as is mo- most podcasts. Sure. But with you and with my podcast, 
in particular, I like to ask my my guests like, well, what? How did you get into radio, Jeff? And I remember, didn't you? Were you originally from Vegas, or where are you originally from? No, from here. You're I, from LA. I grew up in uh, San Gabriel Valley. Really? So, yeah. Almost, See, I this almost, whole time I thought you kind of like ventured in from out of state. No, no, no. I'm from here. Okay. Um, and LA uh, native. Yes. And uh, first radio job was in Riverside at 99.1. Um, I went to like a broadcasting school in quotes again, very loose uh, there, but um, I was able to snag an internship um, in Riverside and uh, that was my first gig. Um, Probably, I don't know, probably about six, eight months after that was able to like get a little board upping gig, board upping like the angels game at their, on one of their, you know, affiliates that was in the building at at Uh 99.1. And then, you know, someone saw something in me and gave me a chance to start doing some weekend stuff. And then from weekend stuff went to overnight stuff. And then from overnights to nights. And then they got a new uh, program director there in Riverside. And that's when I went to Vegas Um, and worked at a hip hop station there at night. And then, uh, probably about, I don't know, two, three months into working there, they switched formats. So uh, it was very much like a alt 98.7 kind of format. So I kind of wrote it out there as long as I could, um, just because I had already moved out there. Can I cuss? Of course you can. I, yeah, I ran out there. I moved out there and all that shit. And it was kind of <laughs> like, you know, well, what am I going to do now? And, um, you know, I figured, well, I'm here. I might as well just stay here for a little bit. I got to F and lease. I might as well write out the lease. Why pay him for not living somewhere? So yeah, I ended up doing like afternoons on an alternative station and then um, doing the uh, commercial production for them as well. And then luckily, um, you know, I'm trying to think when it was, it was probably like, it was June of 96 um, and power called Michelle Mercer called and, um, and Bruce St. James. And they're like, Hey, we hear you're not doing anything right now. And I said, I'm not. And obviously living here and knowing power and being a fan of Baker boys and big and yeah. all those people and Lozano, I kind of knew Lozano. Right. Lozano um, on the loose, Frank Lozano. Yeah. And I had known Fern, uh, Fernando Lujan was promotion. And, and of course, well. uh, did you know, uh, David, uh, Morales? I didn't until oh. I started working there. Yeah. Um, I did until I said, that guy's actually, like the DJ's DJ. Yeah. Bro. He was awesome. He yeah. was there. He was there the first day I came to try out. Um, and stuff, but yeah, so I mean, I got that call and then for a long time I, I did, I worked in Vegas just cause it was steady paying. And did you had, move to Vegas, Jeff? Yeah, I moved there. Yeah. When I got that job there, I moved there. So like, and I didn't like it very much. It was kind of whatever. So when I got that call for power, I was like, Oh, thank God. And you had to move back to Los Angeles uh, for no, for a long time, probably till like October or November after I got the job, I still lived in Vegas. Wow. I commuted on the weekends. I drove or what? flew. Yeah. I drove or flew just what? to do a weekend shift or two. I'd stay like at my parents' house and, yeah. and did that. Uh, and it was cool. You know, it was good. And then one once I felt kind of comfortable there, I guess, like in, in, you know, knowing people and kind of felt like I had an opportunity, like I was like, well, fuck Vegas and let's just go back. And so I came back here and I had some other odd jobs while I like yeah, I what'd you do? weekends at power. Dude, I, uh, when I first came back, I wrapped presents at Macy's for Christmas holidays. Um, and then I got a job at a beer company. Um, like stocking beer and doing merchandising and stuff. What and year was this? 96, land of the year. Mm-hmm. And then, so that was a, you know, that was that. And, and then, uh, luckily, uh, an opportunity opened up, uh, doing commercial production for power. Right. And so, 
Um, you know, I made myself available for that. And I was making myself available the whole time while I was working those secondary jobs and all my little side hustles. Like I made myself available to Eric Edwards and yeah. people like getting drops or, Hey, you need a voice or you need this or you need that. And then, like big would, you know, they would do like outing sometimes yeah. like six flags and stuff like that. And then he, you know, they need someone to fill in. And I was always like kind of that fill-in guy like yeah that's that how was i got ner- that was so nerve-wracking yeah. too like really just doing, well yeah i mean it's one thing to be on sunday afternoon on power and then it's a whole nother thing to be on three to seven or whatever on power like now, listen, that, that was just like whoa I mean, it was a lot to take in at the time but yeah. thank god i i didn't do that horribly. jeff i gotta tell you i remember listening to you back in the day when I worked at Groove Radio and I, oh, I was yeah. my dream to go work with Big, right? Mm-hmm. And he was still doing afternoon, but then you were switching him to mornings. Right. But I remember for a while when he was in the afternoon, I remember you filled in for him one time, oh, right? So the nervous. one that I remember. And Ray and Sean Juan stayed, they were there, but Big couldn't make it. So you were like, you know, Power is this big boy's neighborhood, but you, it's Jeff G filling in or Jeff Garcia filling in for Big. Uh. And even as you said, Big boy filling in for they would still say big boy. They were so good at that. <laughs> they were so good at that, man. Yeah. Those guys were so nice. And honestly, they didn't have to be there. Yeah. You know, like I think and, that because they were already there. So it just made sense to stick around. Yeah, they were, man. They were, yeah, they're so great. There was just a lot of fun back then. So many great people and Ray and Sean. I mean, yeah. they, they've always been so nice to me yeah, on bro. so many levels and big as well for all the opportunities. It's family, you know? bro, for sure. Yeah, man. And I wanted to ask you, Jeff, uh, I don't want to jump too all over the place. I no, kind of want, I want to, yeah, I do. There's so many avenues and so much uh, conversation to travel with you and to unpack with you. But I'm only having you for a certain set of time, obviously, because I know you got to get to your, you know, produ- um, your producing job of the crew show. And we're going to get into all that. I want to get to how you got involved with crews, right? Mm-hmm. How you guys met, et cetera. But really, I wanted to go back to Jeff G in production and mm-hmm. you said you worked in these little odd jobs but you came back to LA from Vegas mm-hmm. real quick let's just sidebar real quick is any of your family in entertainment or media and how did you My get brother it? is your brother but before because you're the oldest right yeah, yeah. so no nobody no, your mom before. and dad no nobody no other sibling uh, cousins nothing really so you're the first to get into did you want to do anything else growing up I wanted to be a teacher. Really? Mr. Yeah. Garcia. <laughs> and I did. Yeah. And I did. Uh, I went to school for that little bit at Mount Sac. And then, you know, then I just ended up working, you know. Did I you mean, want to teach kids or like teenager or what? I didn't really care. I wanted to teach history, probably high school. Interesting. Because I figured I could, if anybody I could, I could talk shit to the high school students. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You can't really do that. They can handle it. Younger people. Yeah. So like, no, I, yeah, it was kind of a weird thing. And I went to college and I, I was doing okay. You know, I had to self finance for college, you know, obviously. But so then I just ended up working and I kind of got into a groove working and stuff. And then. You know, college was just an afterthought, and then just things started happening. You know, here Man. and just, you know, I, I'm a firm believer, dude. That you know, I'm gonna quote Drake. Oh, Please God. go ahead. Uh, God's plan. You know yes, what I mean? Sir. And it's like God's whatever's plan. meant to be will be, and some God's things just plan. fall into place, and you don't always realize it in the moment. But this you know, boy, Drake, been really lucky. It's crazy. Cool. Me and Big just we we hung out not too long ago uh, for a belated birthday cheeseburger lunch. Right? Nice. He took me out. Went to Black Angus over here in Burbank. But as we were driving over there, he was like, man, Sketch, isn't it crazy, this life? Mm -hmm. Like, the life that we've lived so far. It's just crazy, the the amount of time we've known each other. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I listen to you, and I listen to 
I've known Big since I was 12, right? But mm-hmm. it's because of him I got into radio. Yep. I wanted to ask you, who was your inspiration to want to get, in, want to get into radio? What, like, broadcaster DJs? Other, you said Baker Boys and all that? Is that? Yeah, I mean, I obviously was a huge fan of all them right. because they played all the music I liked at the time, you know? Um, the Tribes and, and mm-hmm. the Nas and all that great stuff that they would play on Friday Night Flavors. But, like... Um, I caught the bug, I think, when I went to watch Frank in the morning. Mm. Lozano was filling in for the morning um, time for a little bit. I think it was after, who left after them? Um, Jay Thomas. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jay Thomas. Wow, it's Power 106. That's DJ Jazzy Jeff. It's 13 minutes before 8 o'clock. This is where we open the lines up for you to tell an animal story. And then after 8 o'clock, we do our own little special animal story. There's a guy that we're going to talk to that says that snail mucus can cure cancer. And it's good to eat. Stay where you are for that. Our color of the day is snail mucus can save your life lavender. So then I think Frank was filling in for a a period of time. and, And I actually worked at a restaurant and we brought them breakfast. Interesting. Like, you know, so we brought them breakfast, you know, you know how it is back yeah. in the day, you yeah. get your business on the radios, everything. So like I, I uh, brought him breakfast and I watched him work and I'm like, that's dope. All right, time we head on out of here until tomorrow night, eight o'clock street party. Remember to stay, stay loose. Loose. Because you, once you come in here mm-hmm. and you see, and we have this even now all the time, you know, like you see people come in and go, wow, I didn't realize you guys work so much when you're not talking. Right. And I'm like, yeah. In between always, the songs. In between the songs. Yeah, yeah. We're always working. And even back then it was a lot more respect because it was razor blades and markers yeah. and editing tape and, and all the parts and all yeah. that stuff. So it was like, wow, man, these guys really work and it's a lot of fun to watch them work. So then I kind of knew to myself like, oh man, this is dope. And I was always a music fan first. Like that's, you know, to be able to play the music, you know, and and listen to music, that's what I love the most. So like, uh, you know, I go, let me just give this a try, you know? And And how did you do it? What did you do to get into it? How did you, do you made a demo? What did you do? You No, I went to like that school of broadcasting or whatever. Uh And I kind of just like tried stuff out. It awful. You know what I mean? Just got to start somewhere though. Awful, awful, awful. Did you want to get into DJing like on turntables ever? I knew I couldn't do that. Really? I I don't, I just wasn't good at it. I think you could now though. Everybody's a DJ now. (laughs) Now with Serato, I mean, shoot, I mean, I can, you know, but like, I I mean, you know, I just uh, tried and then luckily, like I said, I got an internship and then just started going for it. I mean, and I always had an opinion. I was always opinionated. Right. And that like, I think is what caught people here and there. You know, I was always very much up on pop culture or what new stuff was coming out or this or that. And I was always kind of like that in the moment. So like I said, someone saw something and said like, Hey, give this guy a try. So that's so dope though, Jeff, man. I never knew that. A lot of luck and a lot of hard work. Well, you know, I heard was, I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast Mm -hmm. as I was walking in and he had, you know, some MMA MMA fighter. fighter. Yeah. And, um, not Joe, but the guest he had on said, luck is a combination of preparation when preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. Right. Thousand percent. I like that, man. And I feel like that's, that happened to you. That happened to me where I work in commercial production now for iHeart. I also Mm -hmm. produce for big boy imaging and production audio wise. Mm -hmm. But with you, let's talk about the production real quick. Cause that's really when I met you were doing the fill in stuff of power. Mm -hmm. You were doing production right next to Mm -hmm. double E Eric Edwards Mm -hmm. studio, who was the voice of power. Yeah. (laughs) Double E what's going on. My little poop squalor. Remember you walk around with like toilet paper hanging off the back of his shoe. Yeah. (laughs) The best dude. He would do it on purpose though. I love it. Guy. In case you don't know who he is, yeah. he's that damn son. Yeah. Where'd you get that from? Damn son, where'd you find this? That's how my kids know him. Yeah, and, and all, even the drops, you know, like big boy, all that stuff. Yeah. Like, and he you know, was so nice, man. Yeah, he was one of the reasons I wanted to get into radio imaging. Yeah, uh, 
but you were working in production when I met you, which meaning you were handling handling all the the spots, the commercials for Power right. during the week, during the day, right? right? And that was like your regular radio career, meaning that was like the the, the full time position. Mm-hmm. Then you were also doing the old school show, right? Yeah, that happened after a while. Yeah, yeah. With, with DJ Ron, who was incredible. Shout out to DJ Ron. Yeah, just the best of the best, and yeah, that kind of came along because a few people left. Like it was random because, like, yeah. like you said, it was preparation and opportunity and just being there. Like I remember when Josefa left, I did the low yeah. rider oldie show for a little bit. Yeah. And then, you know, and then, uh, I think it was Curtis blow was doing the old school show or something. Yes. And then he left and I'm like, well, I'm here and I know all this stuff. It was kind of, like you said, it's kind of like, I mean, because I knew a lot of dumb shit, like just random stuff, like it helped, you know, even with sports. I mean, that, that fell into that too, because you know, given the opportunity to do it, I'm, I, you know, I prepared and I, knew what I was talking about. So I got lucky, but yeah, that, and then that path kind of happened. So I was doing commercials and then the old school show and then, um, then the sports thing happened. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's just, all these it's just avenues, so weird. Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. kind of like, and everything led ultimately to where we're standing right now. Yeah. And obviously you, you go ahead. We're going to say, something. I was going to say, I, I want to shout out, you know, big for that sports opportunity yeah. because it was just, again, random. I was that dude in the office that did, the football pulls for Super Bowl. I was the yeah. one who would do the dumb stuff like that. Like, you know, get everybody gambling and having, you know, that kind of fun. And then, you know, Joe Grande left to do, I think, a gig at 570. Yes, right? with money. And then, um, right. and then they're like, hey, do you want to try it out? And I remember they were on remote, I think somewhere at like Disneyland or something. And I came in, I did the sports and I had little clips of audio or whatever. And then I remember Big telling me like, we heard it once and we knew that that was a perfect fit for you. Yeah. And, you know, lo- Joe was always so nice too. I mean, I talked to him a lot about it, everything after and he'd be like, hey, here's here's my contact at the Lakers. Here's this. At, I don't remember where else maybe it was dodgers and Kings, a couple other places right. and he's like hey here's my contacts here and and you know just don't embarrass me if i refer you and i was like i won't i promise and then <laughs> you know over the course of the years obviously i you know make sure that i did a good job with yeah. all those contacts and appreciated them and then actually turn them into other things and things like that but you know for big for that opportunity and for, for joe to you know have a welcoming hand even on his way out was pretty cool and then, yeah you know, for Jimmy Steele at the time to kind of allow me to move around and I was able to still keep the old school show and, and do all that. And, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. You know, you look yeah, back. Dude, you were so heavily cool. embedded in so many different departments within the programming side of, of power at that in that era, in that time. I had left for a few years. I remember I came back and I was lucky to come back, you know, again, because of big. Mm-hmm. Uh, but returning to it, uh, you know, I, I had to really stepped my game up because at that time they they were syndicated. Remember they went syndicated nationally. You were part of that. No, right. No, no. They started to syndicate. And at the time that they were syndicating, um, I had some personal, I don't want to say challenges. It's not a challenge, but we had just had our first baby. Yeah. Um, my wife went, was going back to work. So the timing you know, she would go back in the morning for work, you know, and, um, you know, we don't have any family that lives around here and stuff like that. That's so, right. That's when QDZ was coming around. That's when QDZ Quincy I, I think, was around. Well, yeah, right. I'm not sure how that all unfolded, yeah. but like, yeah, like, um, you know, I, I knew I could do mornings, but I knew I couldn't do this indication part because right. it was a 3 a.m. That's call. right. But you were doing, because I remember you but would I was do still the sports. Doing the local stuff. From ISDN. Remember I, the ISDN yep. line? And then after a certain point, yeah, like they needed to move forward with syndication. And I couldn't blame them for that. They were very understanding, you know? Yeah. So, um, meaning big and Jason. And then, so, you know, I, I had to eventually kind of make a decision and, I went to our program director at that time and said, listen, the syndication schedule is tough it's for me. Rough, it's, I can't dude. do it just because of lack of support. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, but if there's anything open on the programming side, I'd love to have it. If not, I'm cool. Just doing 
part-time or whatever. So I didn't know what I was going to do. And then at the time his assistant had just quit and I said, I'm down. And like, he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, why not? I'll learn a bunch of stuff from someone who really knows radio and I could still, you know, if big allows and he did and Jason to do sports. And again, like Uh I thank God for everybody being cool and, and, and allowing me to still work. And that's that. Damn, that's so dope. So cool. I mean, and again, it's just that quest for never stop learning stuff too. You know, I was able to learn so much about programming that helps me so much right now. Let me ask you with the voiceover work that you, you have the voice that you have, right? When I listened to you back in the day, growing up on the radio, I always back in the late, like mid late nineties, a lot of people had like a shtick on the air. You know what I mean? A lot of were like these crazy kids and all that. Right. Yeah. Joey and Johnny. Yeah. Everybody had kind of like their own, um, their own sticky like name. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when I heard you, you didn't have any of that. You were just Jeff Garcia, just kind of like straight ahead. You know what I mean? You didn't, you didn't have like the over the top, oh, he's powerful, you know what I mean? Like you just, yeah. you just kind of did it like almost like a, a, like, I remember I would refer to you as a Latino Carson, Carson Daly. Daly. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, you know that. what I mean? When he was on TRL, there was no shtick to him. He just kind of came on, did his thing straight to the point, yeah. but it was, it was, he just made normal, very cool. Like very, just a straight ahead delivery. And, and that's something I very, I admired you very much for, because obviously you still have that till this very day, because the person that you hear on this podcast right now, I'm the person you hear on the crew show on Real 92.3 and even back in the day at Power is the same guy off the air. I'm not different at all. Right. Yeah, I think I probably talk more shit now <laughs> because that's what's needed on the show yeah. is to be the contrast yeah. to Cruz or or give the the unpopular opinion a lot of times just to stir the pot. And as a producer, that's what you want, you know? So, like, I, I, I think I talk more crap now. And you know what, Sketch, it's a thing because that's, depending on how you look at it, that's probably why I wasn't ever on my own show you know, or had a, you know, a, a show main, you know, in one of the big time slots because I didn't have that thing, you know, I didn't have that thing in quotes, but I was also that guy that could fill in on any show yeah. and just because I was decent enough to do it, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it was a gift and a curse in a way, right? Cause that's not my personality. It's just not like I'll mess around and right. have fun and, you know, you know, do my thing, but like, I'm not, I don't have a shtick. I just, I didn't, I, I, would probably be helpful advising people on what they can do to make their stick a certain way. But I never was good enough at pulling that off, you know? That's interesting. So I was just kind of like, but that's okay. That was me. And I was just kind of being myself. And if that meant I wouldn't be full time, then that's okay. Yeah. But I was able to be a, a, a player on a, a huge show. And yeah. again, thanks to big and thanks to Jason. And so like I was able to find a fit and that's kind of what we all try to preach now on the cruise show is everybody has their lane and they play it very well. Mm-hmm. And Lechero does and Jackie does and Cruz does. And then there's me just for that little extra, you know? So it's, it's, I love it. It Jeff. works now. And that's, that's a collective learning yeah. from all these years of watching great people. You know, Jeff, you, you have the non stick stick. That's the shtick. It's, it's, you, there's no shtick. You know, it's it, the vanilla shtick. It's, it's very, but you know what? It's radio though, bro. What I love about you, Jeff, is that you know radio in so many radio. different areas. It's not just on air. You know, I see you editing on Pro Tools. I yeah. see you, you know, writing copy for crews sometimes when it's needed because the other copy's too long or what have you, or there's just bullet points. Yeah. I see you go that extra mile and take the initiative. So, for so many years, bro, I've learned quite a bit from you myself, man. I'm not going to. 
going to, I'm not well, going to front learned about a lot it. from you. I mean, well, we've complimented uh, each other. Yes. Yeah. No. I mean, I think that like, that's the whole thing. Like people are so, I don't know. They're so quick to think they have it figured out and that's okay to act that way because you want to have confidence, right? Like that's okay. But you have to always be soaking up things like the copywriting. I learned from Jimmy, yeah. the, uh, some of the style and flair it's from big. Yeah. Um, and then the, you know, some of the bit creation and how to utilize the crew from Jason and then, you know, commercial production from E, you know, imaging maybe from you, you know, like, and I think that like, you just, you pick up things and then you make them your own. That's what, that's what a good, you know, it doesn't matter. That's a good athlete. That's a good entertainer. That's a good radio person. That's a good production person. Like you have to be able to see everything around you and and then take and go, okay, I can, I don't want to do it just like that because that's not mine, but I can do it like this and make it work for us right now in this moment. So to me, that's what I, I like to do. I like to learn, observe, sit around and, you know, talk some shit and figure it out how to make it work for what we're doing right now. Jeff, you guys on the cruise show are like the hottest ticket in town on afternoons. I want to get into the the transcendence or the the transformation <laughs> from going from because obviously when Big left to Real, you guys took over the morning show Power, right? Yeah, and then and then Power, uh, you left Power to come here, obviously to to be in the afternoon. So it was like again, we we're almost like back to the the grill again yeah it was cool <laughs> you know what I mean? shout out mc search yeah man um but, yeah, how did that all come to be i mean as far as leaving power i wanted to ask like because i talked to fuse about it. fuse is on the podcast shout out to dj fuse who's the mix the mixer for the cruise show yeah, in the afternoon we're so lucky to have i him. mean he's amazing guys so lucky to have him. he's a ninja with those turntables bro mm-hmm. very aggressive with his hands right yeah um, pause <laughs> yeah yeah well he said that on the podcast because i was like he's such a subdued guy you know what i mean he he's is. very, he's he's very so quiet just a nice but, guy but the way he says, he's like, but when I'm on the turn, he's like, oh, my, my style's it's pretty aggressive. That's what he says. <laughs> he is. Yeah, bro. He takes a lot of pride in his job, man. And I'm really thankful I have him because he helps me off air in so many ways. And, yeah. he, you know, production wise, you mentioned Pro Tools, like, um, you know, he helps with a lot of stuff. He's just really bro, when a we well-rounded were doing, person. When we were doing jump off mixes together, he taught, he taught me so much about how to make a, a jump off mix. And then I showed him how to use Pro Tools. So again, we complimented each other, yeah, which yeah. I'm... Is, is such a big deal in radio these days is how to, like you said, a culmination of learning everything that you learn from over there, mm-hmm. applying it to what you do now. That's what mm-hmm. I do. I talk about it on this podcast when I listen to Joe Rogan, when I listen to even Fred Rogan, when I listen to Big, I listen to Stern. I listen to all these different people and I try to like, it's like going to school for me. I'm sure. not just listening for entertainment. I'm listening to learn and to apply it into this podcast in some way, like you said, not copying, but taking the same objective and applying it to your own scenario. Absolutely. And it could just be a spark of an idea. Like it doesn't have to be the exact idea. It could just be that, that one thought or that one break on whatever particular show could, you know, could spark an idea in your head. That's completely different, but works perfectly for the situation that you're in. I mean, like your production, like, I mean, again, all those years being on big show and hearing how you did things, how you made things efficient, all those different things like that, that, cause I do the imaging for this show. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, I'm able to take some of that stuff that I learned from you and apply it here. So well, let me know if you need any sound effects or some imaging sound effects, you know what okay. I mean? Like the real good stuff, the, the, the really good stuff. Yeah. Not, the that's ch- the stuff I steal from the internet. Well, that stuff allegedly, is good allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Oh yeah. That's what YouTube is for, man. You know, YouTube to MP3, bro. That's what yeah. it's all about these days. Allegedly. Alle- allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Um, 
but when it comes to like chase cuts or stuff like that, I can hook you up with like a library, you know what I mean? Because I've given it stuff to Fuse and even to like Juan from Big Boy Show, Mm -hmm. you know, just elements that you can implement into your own imaging Mm -hmm. or even Quasi has a lot of stuff too, but you know how busy he is. Everybody's running around here with their pants on fire most days. You know, that's just how it works in LA market radio. Absolutely. Uh, But but you know, like to to go back to what you were saying, it's like you have to have an open mind. You have to have an open mind. You know, it's uh, it's good to be competitive, but you can't be too competitive because when you're so competitive, competitive you could cut off opportunity or when you're so stubborn you could cut off opportunity the whole thing is you have to be open and accepting to yeah. listening and observing and whole you know taking what you can get from other people you can't sit around and think you got it figured out and you never that's get the complacent. minute you stop working right and when you stop working it's over that's what complacency it's like watering is. a plant yeah but complacency, which yep. is something I've never seen you do, Jeff. I try I've never, not to. I've never seen I, you I get comfortable. To. I know when things get a little hectic, we have to procrastinate, meaning like we push everything until the prioritize, prioritize, yeah. right? Prioritize, which was something Jason taught me. He was like, well, what's a more important sketch? Mm-hmm. Put it at the bottom of the list, you know, like, and that's how I learned to not panic because it gets overwhelming it can in be. this market, it in this, be. in this company in particular, it's a great company to work for, Oh yeah, but for they sure. do Love make it. you grind. You know, yeah. and yeah. and it comes from all the years of working over there and even other stations prior to that. Mm-hmm. And then applying it to what we know now. Let's get back to the cruise show uh, so, and, and coming okay. over here from from 106. Should we start in order, though? So over there, when Big left. Yes. This will be quick story. because sure. There's not much to it. But like uh, when Big left uh, and came over here to iHeart. Um, I at that time was still working for our program director yep. um, and doing that. And still doing sports with Big in the morning. And so when Big left, uh, I was there. Um, I had no idea that any of this stuff was happening at all whatsoever. And it was crazy news when I heard it. And, um, you know, because Big was such an icon. I mean, you know, to a degree, to a very big degree. Sorry, the bad pun. You're he punny. Built, he built that station, you know? Yeah, bro. Um, And to what it was at that time. And, Absolutely. You know, so obviously it was heartbreaking to see that. It, it, you know, sometimes change like that is not easy to, to yeah. deal with. It, sh- it sent shockwaves. It did. The radio oh, my realm. God. Oh, yeah. my God. And But you know what, man? If anybody deserves to call their own shot, it's Big. Yeah. Well, he put so, in the work, man. You know? Yeah, he absolutely. definitely put in the absolutely. work. Absolutely. So you have to respect that, you know, respect that move. So uh, obviously I did. And then, you know, as the weekend kind of went on, I remember it was Super Bowl weekend, ironically mm-hmm. enough. And and uh, I remember getting a call and uh, from our production, uh, from a program director and him saying, okay, uh, listen, I don't know if you've heard, but this happened and I'm going to put crews on in the morning. And I said, okay. I said, well, if you need me to go in there and do any pseudo producing, like I'm down. I like that. I think he knew at the time, like that I was very aware of pop culture and, and all that. I mean, he was in meetings with me and all that stuff. So he knew that I knew stuff, you know, again, random, stupid shit. I, I, you know, like, no, but these are all not jewels of knowledge that, you know, of radio, little Jeff. things, you yeah, know, not little just radio, things, but, yeah. but just dumb stuff. You I know? think, you know, better than more than what you, what you say though, to be honest, I well, think, I, I think you're very that. modest about it. You've always been that way, Jeff, but I think that you are a quiet giant in this, in this arena, man, oh. you know, and you've been doing it for so long, Jeff, but please continue. What were you saying? Well, thank you for the compliment. Absolutely. Um, I hate compliments. I don't do well with them. Cruz but you know you me, that. bro. You're like my brother, man. You know, <laughs> no, I, I know. I'm, and yeah. I appreciate that. I, I do. I honestly do. But like, yeah, so that all happened. And then he's all, and I get a call later on in the day. Well, go in the next day with them. And I said, okay. And it was really weird and really awkward for a very long time because there's just, there's nobody that can feel what big did all those years. So it's kind of like, we're just trying to find ourselves and, and figure out stuff. And there was a few people that 
had stayed back as well. And then, you know, it just took a long time to figure everything out because I had never done that job. Cruz had really never done that job except for a little bit, I think in Vegas. And it was just all so new and such a big market. And then of course, everybody hates you because you're not big boy, which, right. you know, again, it is what it is. And then social media being what it was, you know, you wake up every day to you guys suck ass and oh, fuck really? you guys. And yeah, the and trolling, it's cool. bro. And it's okay because you got to just learn to turn, tune that yeah, out. You got to. It, it came a really good lesson yeah. for us. And then, so, but then, you know, once you kind of found, once we kind of found the right players and once we kind of found the right rhythm, we were able to do okay, you know? Right. And then, uh, yeah. And then, so we had some new owners over there at, at a uh, power. I don't know how much we were in their future plans. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, we decided to take a chance and, and put ourselves out there. And luckily, um, doc and Kevin Legret, who work here at iHeart, yeah. you know, uh, saw some talent in us and saw some potential in a move. You know, we didn't want to stop doing the show that we were doing. You know, we wanted to make sure it was really important to continue the morning show energy wherever we went. And we knew we weren't going to be on in the morning. So we kind of pitched it as, Hey, you know, we can be kind of that morning vibes but in the afternoon and uh so then you know that was well received and again like thank goodness for big's blessing um and you know saying hey I, I wouldn't mind having these guys in the building with with us and thank goodness he did and again they saw the potential in us and we were able to make that transition from doing mornings and competing with big to being back on the same station with big in the afternoon so in other words to have two you know, very solid tent poles here at real 92, three. And it was just an incredible opportunity. It was scary. Yeah. You know, I, I, I could imagine, you know, big felt the same way when he left somewhere that he'd been for all those years and the same with me and, you know, cruise to that matter. So, but it, you know, it was good and it was meant to be, I really believe it was meant to be because we've flourished since we've come here. I've learned so much since coming here mm -hmm. and I love it here. I really do because they let us do their thing, our thing. And there's a lot of trust there and to be able to be in a building with, to have Biggs energy again and have great people like AO and bootleg Kevin yourself. And then to be next door to striker and booker, know. And then, you know, and have all these people in the same building. There's just, there's, it's irreplaceable energy that you have in this building. And I love it so much because I can't do a shitty show when I know strikers are at the same time slot as us and Jojo, they moved up to afternoons too. And it's like, we cannot take any fucking days off because there's so much talent now in the afternoons. It's amazing. And, you know, again, kudos to big for doing that entertaining kind of afternoon show back at power with Ray and Sean yeah. that I would actually fill in for. So, you know, it's kind of a whole weird it's full a circle whole moment, like, but yeah. it's like, you know, it's full awesome. Circle. It's just kind of cool, you know? It's so cool. It's very surreal, Jeff. And it you, is. It's weird, but it's awesome. You it's, know? it's weird in such a good way. I wake up every day and I trip out, like even walking over here right now to do this podcast with you, man. Yeah. I was tripping out like, I, cause I live across the street now mm -hmm. and being able to walk to work is a blessing. It's so fortunate because I walk over the freeway and I just see people sitting in traffic, you know, but yeah. it, to me, I'm just like, man, I go through the, you know, I come through the secret freight elevator door, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I, I just, I'm, I feel not that I'm, I'm like cocky about it, but I feel like really fortunate to be in this incredibly unique yeah, position. For sure. And I know me that too. you share that. Me too, man. Uh, which I, is every day. I'm so thankful. Yeah. Was it, did, let me ask you this. There's a, there's a few more things I want to cover and then we'll wrap up because I know you have so many things to no, do, about good. but good. I appreciate you so much Jeff, for taking this time no i love being here and thank you for yeah it's been kind of a weird memory lane kind of thing because i haven't talked about a lot of that's stuff why a i time. wanted to get into it with you yeah. jeff and i know that you're 
you know, you don't really, we don't really like to talk too much about the past, but there's so much history in our radio careers. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've traveled so, so many different roads to ultimately lead to this very spot. Yeah. Let me ask you, when, it, when you guys made the transition from, from 106 to, to 92.3 mm-hmm. to go from mornings to afternoon, was it difficult to, I guess, because you were at, at 106 doing mornings for like, what, how many years? God, I don't even was know. Was it like five? More than that. Yeah, no, right? It was more than it's that. Like seven. My son was... My son was born in 2006 yeah. and we came over here in 2019. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would say probably like a good 10 years with Big, I think. No, but I'm saying the crew show did mornings how long? Oh, um, that was 2015. Yeah. Uh, 2015 to 2019. So four years. Four years. Four, four years, maybe yeah. a little cha- little lo- lo- longer. Yeah. Some change. After. And shit, we didn't even come close to figuring anything out till the last year. I'll tell you that shit <laughs> for sure. For sure. I mean, that's the truth of the matter. That's wild. Yeah, that's, it's, I think it's a good thing for people to understand, though, yeah. too. It's like, I don't care if it's a podcast or it's a YouTube thing or whatever. You're not going fin- to figure it out the first day. You're All not right. going to figure it out the first month. I'm still figuring mine out. <laughs> yeah. We come in and figure things out every day in the moment. It's, it's a process. It's a process. It's to, a process. Yeah, Yes, and then yeah. once something works, yeah. then you repeat it, you know, and repeat it and then make it better and then get it right. So, I mean, you know, you're always going to be figuring something out. Yeah, it's and you can't be ashamed error, of that. No. Like, I think people, we live in a world right now where everybody is fixated on having the perfect tweet because they can back the characters up. They could sit there literally and yeah. take 25 minutes to write a tweet. Well, in the world we live in, we don't have that fucking luxury. Not at all. You got maybe a few minutes until the next talk break and you're alive and you you know there are no take backs all you have is the dump button yeah i mean that's the only thing and you only use that one really necessary so but i think that that's the whole thing and we had a a francia raisa she's on (laughs) how i met your father Uh she's the one who donated the kidney to uh selena gomez right really her dad is a radio legend and um he was the you know she grew up around radio her dad's el cucuy so cucuy mm -hmm. from you talking about Valakis? I think so. No shit. So, so her, so she told us. She goes, I grew up. I understand how hard you guys work, and I understand what goes into your job every day, and how much you guys work to do your job, and how everything's changing, and every day's different. And she goes, we tape a twenty-two minute episode. You know, and yeah. we could pick up takes and do whatever we want. She goes, I have a ton of respect. And I think that's, again, goes back to what people can't see. There's a lot of working out things. There's a lot of figuring out things. And there's a lot of fly by the seat of your pants. And it's just kind of like you can't get in your own head. You can't get in your own head like a tweet. You can't yeah. get in your own head like a, a Instagram picture and finding the perfect angle. You just got to fucking go for it and live with the results. And that teaches you not to take yourself too seriously, too. And I think that's a really good lesson. And I try to teach that to my kids because... Because they're Gen Z and they're obsessed with the TikToks. Everything's got to be perfect. And if it's not perfect, right. then you suck. And then one comment can fuck you up for the rest of the totally. day. And it's like, here, we just kind of roll with it and have a good time. And it is what it is at the end of the day. And I think that's why you get the energy you get on the cruise show. Because we all get that. And we don't take ourselves too seriously. And I think everybody does such a good job. And yeah. I'm very appreciative that we all buy into that philosophy. Bro, wow, that was so well said, Jeff. I love the the way you're able to just, it's almost like you're doing a break right there. <laughs> that is truly your radio DNA hard at work. Thank in, you. In just that little piece you said right there was so succinct. Thank you. Um, Let's get back real quick to the being in the mornings uh-huh. at, at 106 and then coming after, was it, was it like difficult to go, man, you know, we're going from mornings to afternoons because, you know, almost some, in some 
like you said, with online, social, some people would even view that as going backwards. You know what I mean? But but because you're going from morning staff, did you ever feel like that? I personally didn't think it was, a, I didn't think that well, at respect, all. I was excited. I, mean, I understand that opinion, yeah. respectfully. I mean, I, there was a lot of people that really didn't figure it out. I remember when we quit over there. Right. We had a lot of people calling and everyone assumed we were doing mornings somewhere else. Right. Everyone's like, you're going to go to mornings at AMP. You're going to go mornings here. You're going to go mornings there. And I'm like, well, I can't say anything. You know, obviously we couldn't because we already signed our deals here and we mm-hmm. couldn't say anything. So, um, but you know, it depends on how you look at it. Right. And I think like for, for myself and for cruises and, and Leche, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, well, let's do some different shit because r- respectfully, no one had done any kind of radio like that since Big did. And since the Baker boys. Yeah. Because Bakers were on the morning and then they went to afternoon. Remember? At the beat, right? Well, no, even at, at 106, because when Big went first to the mornings, they put the Bakers in the afternoon, After, remember? And then they left to and go. And then yeah. they left to go to yeah, the Yeah, so I mean, yeah. I mean, what are we talking? Decade? Decade. More. 20 plus more. years. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of like, well, fuck it. Let's give it a try. Yeah. Our biggest thing was, well, shit, we don't have to get up in the morning anymore. So fuck that. That's awesome. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, right which there. is cool. So, you know, we're going to be on during happy hours so yeah. we can drink, you know what yeah. I mean? And just be different. And like, and I think like, you know, again, based upon all the experiences and, and cruises, cruise, if you think I'm a radio fan, cruise is 10 times a radio fan. All I you am. guys are radio guys. So like, well, except Leche, who wasn't in Jackie actually That's true. is, and she's very, uh, uh, Jackie's still new to the, to the, but she's being- a big fan air. of radio. Right, no, she's she, a radio gal. She's for a radio sure. gal for she, sure. She's young JLo. But again, you take all the stuff that you've seen and heard, and then you look at the opportunity and you say, why not? Right. We're going to iHeart. You yeah, know what I mean? Bro. And Big's going to be on in the morning. We're going to be on in the afternoon. They're going to let us do the show that we do now, but over there, over here. And you know, then there was the like, well, who's going to mix for us? You know, oh, so there yes. was always some little things. And Cruz, you know, I'd heard about Les, and and uh, and he said. She's going to be awesome, you know? Trust me, I think she'll be good. And yeah, I'm like, okay, she, she has a story. She, she is. You know, she's from here. Yeah. And I was like, all right. I remember we had a conversation at Talleyrand, which, oh, you know, yeah. if you're from Tally Burbank, Rand, you know, Talleyrand. And, and he showed me, uh, yeah, he showed me the Leslie's IG. And I was like, well, fuck it. Let's go for it. So then. Did you know Leslie prior to that? Not never, at all. You never, never met her. Never heard her. Never really? Heard anything. And then, you know, so I said, cool, that that's it. So then we asked Doc. We said, okay, well, we have to have a mixer. We don't want to play you know songs we don't want to play rotation right. we want a mixer to keep the energy the same and so we had come over to the iheart theater it was a monday yeah. funny part is yeah. is we did an interview with little yachty at an off-site studio that we had booked but i couldn't tell anybody that we were leaving so they were kind enough to do the interview off-site for us so we get up that morning on monday go to some random studio here on burbank that my man uh, on burbank boulevard that my manager booked we interview yachty Right. We come over to the iHeart Theater. We had to be here like at 10. Yeah. We take pictures. Leslie, all Doc told Leslie was, yeah, I need you to be at the theater at 10. She had no idea why she was coming. She had no idea. She walked in and saw us and was like, what the fuck is going on? May I I just quickly jump in? Leslie. Mm-hmm. was on the podcast. I think it was episode six, if I'm not mistaken. It doesn't matter. But she was on and she reiterated mm-hmm. that exact, what you yeah. just said. Yeah. Because she was, she had no idea. She, it was by Nothing. surprise. She saw, she went to the bathroom, check her makeup, came back out and saw Lachetto walking out of the bathroom as well, the men's bathroom <laughs> as well. So they're both walking through the hallway. 
She's like, what the hell? And it was one of those surreal, another surreal moment. Was it It surreal to be there? Like kind of like where you're kind of like, you're playing like a double agent almost because you couldn't tell anybody you were leaving. Not yet. Because that was just pictures for promo. And uh, I think they took a picture of Big and Cruise for billboards. We met a few people. I remember them having us go like on a mic and do some stuff. Again, iHeart does everything right. That's why I like being here. When you're a company like iHeart, they really down to every detail. You have so many people, so many experience from Tim Martinez, you know, yeah. uh, down there um, to Eileen and, and all those people. Everybody is so good at what they do here. You know, John Peake and every, I mean, they're just great. And they, and they dot their eyes and cross their T's. So when we're there, you know, it's like we're taking the pictures or doing all that. And then they want us to say a few words and I'm like, what the fuck do we tell these people? Because like, I look up to all these people. You know what, what did I mean? you say? It's weird. I didn't say shit. What I did... think Cruz and Leche said stuff. And really? Leche was Leche, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe I said, we're just really excited to be here. And again, we didn't know anything. But the one thing that we did do was knowing when the show started because we had a whole week off mm-hmm. before we actually started. So we took the pictures and then we had a week to do stuff and then we started the show I think on the following Monday. So I booked a shit ton of interviews. So we had a call from Machine Gun Kelly. We had um fuck who else came up for us? I mean a lot of our comedian friends um Michael Blackson and some yeah. artists and we booked them all to come here and then there was random people that were in the building that AO Again, man, God bless oh, AO. Yeah, was just the best, AO. man. Just so cool. Billy Eilish was here, and he's like, "Do you want time with Billy Eilish?" Oh we're my like, God. "Fuck yeah!" And this is before she was like, I mean, she was just coming for her first interviews, was, yeah. And so we collected all these amazing interviews. I mean, literally, sketch. We were here from eight, nine in the morning until like five, six in the I afternoon. Remember, just here every day, almost yeah. like, and then doing production and all those interviews. So then, when we started, it was like a week of. Great content. It was all those people that I mentioned. I can't even think of all of them. Bro, now. there's so many. There were so, so many. many. There were so many that happened yeah. that week. But again, it was that preparedness and the opportunity and being ready to just do, do what we could. And then, you know, we come on the air and we have a, a new board up. And yeah. it was just, oh, man, it's such a blur. And it was very difficult in the beginning. But like, I, you know, we we had we got into a really good groove. And Les was just the best. Like, yeah, I'm man. so thankful for her. And, and again, Cruz and Leche for just, we gave it at all you know you still do bro the journey is still going how many years are you celebrating over here at iheart since 2019 what is it? it's like so it'll be four, four years yeah. in april april you know, 18th because i came i started working in production for commercial production with mm-hmm. tony sanchez in 2019 it was january 11 2019 when i got hired and i just celebrated four years right and uh, there's a couple more things i want to ask you no we got time uh, we're good yeah leche <laughs> How did you guys discover Lecce? Obviously, we're still at 106, right? Mm. That's one question. The other one is, how many years have you were you over at Power since what? 94, you said? 96. 96. So how many so years? 96 to 19, so 23 years before I left. God damn. Yeah, that's, that's over time. two decades. Yep. And then Lecce, mm-hmm. um, we were looking for a sidekick uh, when we were on in the morning. Right. Um, we had tried a lot of people to no avail. Crystal B. Um, said, Hey, my boyfriend manages this kid. He works at Buffalo wild wings. He's funny. He's random. Um, why don't you bring him in? And so we brought him in. No radio experience. Really? No radio experience whatsoever. Charismatic as hell. Funny. Um, fast talker, fast talker. Uh, and he, um, and I remember, I think we did some kind of like dare or some kind of some random thing with him. And he streaked in the hallway at power. Really? And I can never unsee that moment. <laughs> um, 
It was just Is a lot of YouTube? ass. It was just a lot of ass. And uh, no, it's not on YouTube. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, and we all knew immediately that there was something there with him. And it was just whether or not he could make a schedule work. And, and honestly, man, it's been such a pleasure, like, knowing Leche. He's so supportive. Like, this guy comes out to my kids' soccer games, football games. I mean, he's just, like, one of the nicest people. And he's just, he's got a, a ton of talent. You know, he's um, he's funny because we don't know what job title to give him. And he's like, I'm a vibe curator. A what? A, a vibe curator. So he sets the vibe. And he does. That's true, a man. Thousand he sets percent, the tone. A thousand percent. Sure. Sometimes I'll joke and tell him he's a fluffer for crews, you know? <laughs> but, like, but the energy that he's able to, he's like that battery on the back, right? Sure. Like, he's so good with that and with Cruz and they have such a great chemistry and yeah. and stuff but he's just an amazing amazing person off the air and on the air he's just so funny he calls it like he sees it and and it's not always right but he you know he's gotten to know radio really well and I'm really proud of how much he knows and 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 how to apply it yeah. and stuff too you know he's just and when I'm out like when I'm on vacation man he, this guy fucking steps up and he knows the move he knows how to keep the train running and and you know again with Jackie who soaked up so much in such a little bit of time too they I just feel so great we have such a great team. Yeah, you have a great squad, man. There's no doubt. No, Lecho how, was how old when he joined the cruise show? Oh, shit. I don't even know. In his early 20s, I would say. Well, yeah, early 20s because he just turned 30, I think. So, yeah, like I, I would say, you know, early to mid 20s. And like I said, he was working at Buffalo Wild Wings. I mean, he's uh, he's always was in the mix with artist stuff and music. He's such a talented. And he DJs too, right? On turntables. Yeah. yeah and he's such a talented musician and, and songwriter and stuff. Man. It's just it's been amazing to watch him grow. And honestly, like I love that guy so much. And, and uh, I'm just really thankful he's, you know, he's with us. Yeah, bro. Well, I got a few more things I wanted to hit you up uh, to discuss with you real quick. But let me uh, sidebar and say, man, because i've known you for so long and this is something i've i've kind of started doing on this podcast with people that i've worked with for a long time that i may have uh i may have blown up at and i remember i i got real upset with you when you first came here and we were on the phone and i want to podcast publicly apologize to you <laughs> oh i remember for, that argument. yeah i was very upset and, and <laughs> i don't okay. know why i took it so seriously this is one of the problems when i was still drinking even <laughs> though i wasn't drunk at that moment i was still drinking a lot and it changes the chemistry i know you guys drink and you party in the, the cruise show here and not there. every day by the no, way no, if, not if, at Doc, all. if you're listening it's yeah. not as bad as no, you think not at all in fact you're a very sober person jeff i mean I, you I drink am, yeah. occasionally, occasionally but i mean i've known you to be quite the straight and narrow when it comes to the party favors you show know what dad, I mean? show dad. and the reason i bring this up is because i was drinking a lot back then and i was very short-tempered you know because of the alcohol kind of the hangovers and, and just the chemistry in my brain was off i was going through some personal shit and i remember just projecting and transgressing onto you even though you didn't deserve it and i want to say i'm sorry for that it was wrong honestly well Thanks for the apology. I don't really feel it's necessary. I think we were both doing the most in that moment, me included. And we were under a lot of pressure as well, too. I mean, we were yeah. learning how to do things the iHeart way, and yeah. it was very different. Like, I, I mean, I mentioned it a few minutes ago. Like yeah, Coming over, there was a lot to learn, and it was really hectic for us in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. You know, uh, we had a Juan who would do production for us at the morning show over there. Yeah. And that Edgar, all, right? Uh, well, it was Edgar for a while and then it was Daniel for a little okay. bit after Edgar left, but that all of a sudden was my deal, wow. you know, in addition to everything else, which I still do to this day. And it took a long time to acclimate there. And then there was procedural stuff that we do here at iHeart when it comes to commercials mm -hmm. and reading and doing those things that 
took us a long time too because over there we would just walk in and someone else would record us and they would do everything here it's a lot different and we're in a learning phase and you and i bumped heads about something and honestly commercials yeah and honestly like i'm the type to forget about it like because that's just going to be the way it is when you have two people that are passionate about the job and care about what they do and give a shit about the end result and and especially when you have two people that well for me I'm learning you guys' procedure and you're learning us and you guys have the tighter deadline than us. So I respect that because I did that job for 10 years. And, but at the same time I had to kind of fight for us because we're still trying to figure it all out. And it wasn't like we weren't just ignoring the Mm. rules. We were just fucking trying to figure it out. You're still learning. It's a learning curve, bro. Yeah. So I mean, nah, dude, there's no need. If I should apologize to you, you know, I mean, but if we walked around feeling bad about stuff like that, we never heal. So I'm, I'm glad that, everything's in the rear view mirror because you're a great guy. Thank you. You're a really hard worker. Like I said, I've learned a lot. I mean, I think I remember most about you and I hope this doesn't bring up anything too upsetting or whatever, but your mom was the greatest oh, yes. and her tacos were the greatest. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, those are the memories. Like when someone brings up sketch, you know, it's obviously your talent, but it's just obviously those moments right there. Sure. Those are family moments, yeah, bro. The chicken then, tacos from Diana Ray. Rest in the peace. Best. And yeah. yeah. Rest in peace to your moms. And Thank you know, you. just going to places like Dots with double E. Yeah. <laughs> to me, when someone says sketch, that I mean, I I, I envision just such a hard worker, such a great creative, and uh, you manage it's just like me and some of the other people in this business and in this building to survive. Yeah, man. Right. And and but I I think of those moments because you're just you're you, man. And I'm just thankful that that you know we're able to kind of re- you know be back in each other's lives. I'm so lives happy here, that we're together, awesome, man. That yeah, we're here awesome. right now, bro. It's awesome. it's awesome to be here with you and to like actually have my first sit down podcast or just first interview. You know, we I remember you took me to a Kings game for one of my birthdays back in the day. Oh yeah. You took me there and we we had such a great time and I remember really missing that because in a way yeah. you were like a big brother, you know what I mean? And you've always been that way, but I don't really get to see or talk to you cuz we have different we have different lives. We yeah, we're different, just, we work in the same building, but we don't really see each other that much. I don't yeah. really see big i'm always at home working Mm -hmm. but when i get a chance to really converse with the people that i admire you being one of them thank you it's very important to me and i feel like what you're saying is a a, a big deal for somebody listening that may want to get into radio that lives in la or outside of la that going on the same journey Mm -hmm. meaning like doing all the little odd jobs within the radio station doing production for 10 years Mm -hmm. uh then moving up the ladder climbing ladder rungs up to where you're at now and you're still climbing do you ever do you, okay, a couple more things. Do you ever <laughs> feel like you, I could see you being a program director, Jeff. Do you ever feel like sure. that may happen? Do you ever want that to happen? I don't know. This business is so crazy. Who knows? I mean, there's not like there's a bunch of PD gigs available, but I'm happy what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, I look at it as like being kind of a PD of the show, which yes. is fine. You know, our little day part, but I mean, I would never rule anything out, you know, I yeah. would never rule anything. Out. I mean, why not? I mean, growth is growth. I really enjoy what I'm doing now. I love, love, love what I'm doing now. But again, you got to be open. If you're yeah. not open, then, then what's the point? What about doing other formats? Like, would you ever want to do a show on your own again? Uh, I don't know. I, I love the team concept. Like I love being yeah. able to come here and kind of see family every day too. You know, yeah. um, I mean, I'm open to anything. I mean, right. I don't know. It's, it's hard when you're by yourself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think as I've gotten older and, you know, and done more radio, like being a part of a, a team dynamic, which again, I learned from big and Jason yeah. and people like tattoo and Liz yeah. and all that. Like, I think being a part of a little family is great because that's the best radio, mm, you know? And yeah. Okay. 
Jeff G. Mm. I want to quickly go back to when you said, when I think of sketch, I think of these things. Mm. Do you ever think of sketch that annoys the shit out of you when I do my impersonation of you? No, I love does it. Does it bother you? You're the only one that does it really well. <laughs> I think it's only because you know me and you you ex- you tolerate it from me, Jeff. No, I think it's I would only- never. I mean, yeah. I don't get mad. I mean, I think it's funny. I mean, all of us have those things, you know. Um, and and I know I do, and you do it very well. So you should do it now. Yeah, should I be like? Because I would okay. Here's for the people that don't know what we're talking about. I, I have an impression of Jeff G that I started doing at Power a long time ago. Yeah, and I remember even Johnny would do it, and I think Johnny was good at yeah, it too. Johnny would. I think that he originally did it in the hallway. I remember we're at the we're in the promotions <laughs> office, and he was like, "Oh, dude, fucking Jeff G, dude, he's gonna come to the fucking house también." Dude. And we'd say Jeff G strings all of his words together. I do. Yeah, but I that's mumble. what made it so funny, though. It'd be like he makes up. Spanish words that don't exist, but you don't. Well, this is us exaggerating, okay? It'd be like, fucking Jeff G on the strañazo. We're so busy, dude. Now, that, the so busy came later here, yeah. right? Does, so busy was here, yeah. yeah. What else was over there? I don't remember. Well, now. it doesn't matter, but I remember oh we emailed God. each other, like, when, and I said, uh, I said, Jeff, uh, I put so busy, dude, right? And I put dude, D U T E, dude, you know? And you wrote back, I remember you you got me, bro. You you just delivered a, a TKO. You're like, but I have eight stations to produce for. Because <laughs> I always tell you that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, he got me. It was like a roast email fest, but not, you know, not no, with not malice. mean. I mean, right. if you can't talk funny. shit to your friends, who can you talk shit to, you know? Like, it was so I funny, never, though. I mean, honestly, like... Yeah. Well, you said I didn't really have a shtick. Well, I guess I kind of did because I had enough for you guys to mimic, which is good. I'll take that. You know what's funny, Jeff, is that the impression of you that I do isn't, it's not done to make fun of you. Oh, I I don't care. I do it because it's, to me, it's an indeed, because you know, I do impressions of people. No, you do. That's my thing. And if I do an impression of you, that means I fucking love you or I I like you enough to pay attention to every little mannerism that you do and how you say things. Obviously, my Jeff G impression is over the top like on Stern when they have Gary calling on the phone or they have somebody you know Fred doing uh, the, the Ronnie impression yeah. it's so over the top that's what makes it funny of course you know but when you talk you don't talk like that I just do because I do kind yeah. of well it's I only mean, when I, you're excited yeah and, and I mean I, I, I don't know I, I've changed a little bit but yes that was me for a very long time that's yeah. me for a very no I'm, but I love it though Jeff do, do you ever do you do any voiceovers can you do any accents other than the fucking Jeff G <laughs> Fucking stupid. No, I don't know. Um, no, not really. No, I've never really tried. Have you? You've never done to try to do like a British accent or Australian accent? You no. know, you know, people do the UK accent sometimes. Yeah, no, no, no. Real ninety two three. Yeah, bro, bro. Um, oh, but we we used to watch like some sna- the snatch oh, movies yeah. and stuff. Did you ever try to do an impression of like Jason Statham? No, because that was you. You would do those really well. Come on, let's try it. Who took the jam out of your donut? Can <laughs> yeah. try something. What was that guy's name in Snatch? Boris. Boris the Blade. Um, oh, you mean Governor? Governor. That is a brick top. Brick top. He's a useless shite, that boy. Yeah. yeah I, I don't do, yeah, I'm not a good Feed him to person. the pigs, Errol. <laughs> Errol. Feed him to the pigs, Errol. I think we should drip dry him, Governor. Punish him for me, Errol. I want that pikey to fight. I could never do a pikey accent either. Oh, yeah. Pikey. That was Brad Pitt's character, the yeah. Gypsy Mickey. That was a great movie. But we you used don't to do-, do a lot of that. We used to talk a lot of movies, bro. That's we talk a lot saying. of TV now, too. Yeah, so let's get into that. Let's wrap up with on a, on a, a high note of the television shows, man. You hit me to quite a lot of, a lot of good stuff on, on the tube, man, on the, the different apps, streaming apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yellow Jackets was one of your faves. Love that you, Yellow Jackets. Um, what else have I just... Oh, 
I just watched Fleischman is in trouble. I, I started that. I didn't finish that. Oh my God. It's there, so good. I really, really like that. I, I binged it. I don't, I can't binge things anymore. Mm-hmm. Like back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Fleischman is in trouble. I couldn't, I couldn't stop. I, I, that's a crazy story too. it's so well written especially lizzie kaplan bro oh, i love her man she's amazing she really carries that show claire danes and jesse eisberg yes they're, they're like the the headliners but you know, she does the VO but she and all does, that stuff. she's like the jeff garcia you <laughs> see dude um what are you watching right now what are you into oh, man i tv's my escape because you yeah. know we're, we're around music all the time uh I like Poker Face with Natasha. I haven't seen it yet. That's really good. Um, I like Shrinking on Apple Plus with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Well, Harrison Ford's in it. Oh, and um, Jason Segel. Yes, I like that. I love The Offer on Paramount Plus, which I finished. The Stallone Show on Paramount Plus is pretty good. I don't know. I'm trying to think what else, what else, what else, what else. Have you seen Severance on Apple? I have not. I'm lagging on that. I'm lagging on Dope Sick. You recommended to me That's a really good one too, man. But I, I like a lot of TV. Yellow Jackets will be back soon. I dig that. I'm excited. Oh, the um, Last of Us, you know the the one. Of the, I have not seen that. I'm waiting. Yeah, bro, I want to watch that. Uh, it's the only show that I'm like watching every Sunday as every it comes week. out, which is hard for me. I don't like doing that, but I'm like, I can't wait. I have to, and I've never played <laughs> the game, but you know, I'm a big video game buff too. Yes, yes. So knowing that, I was like, I have, and I started watching the walkthrough of the the game on YouTube without any commentary, just so I could see how well how, yeah, it matches, they, and it's almost every detail. Yeah, I've seen some of that stuff on the gram too. It's pretty interesting. I wanted man. Google. Yellow Jackets real quick because one of the actresses in Yellow Jackets is on The Last of Us and I've told you about her before hold on let's go to the cast real quick Mm-hmm. Linsky and yeah, I just found she out she's Australian award. or something yeah she got I an, didn't know th- she yeah. was on five, she was on two and a half men for years yeah and this whole time I thought she was like from Minnesota it's yeah, crazy. She's a really good actress, man. She's yeah. a really, she's been in, she's got booked a lot of, for a lot of things Bro. now since Yellow Jackets. But she's too. on The Last of Us. She's like kind of a, not the bad guy, but she's like a boss lady. Bro, she's badass, bro. She's capping fools. I don't want to give anything <laughs> away, but she's tough. I'm going to get to it. Yeah. But I'm really thankful. Again, you talk about all these years together, decades yeah, and all that, to be able to still have something in common and be able to still talk about you know shows and just have that that thing uh, yeah. is great, man. I'm really thankful for that. And I'm thankful you had me on, man. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. you stopping I haven't through. talked about a lot of this shit ever. This is so what it's really interesting to yeah. talk about. Well, I'd like to invite you back on the show. I mean, do we have to wrap up right now? I right really now? don't have anything more to say. Oh, really? No, I'm <laughs> You got me. I'm going to do a Stern. I've said it all. Uh, you said it all. You said it all. Oh, speaking of Stern, how long have you been listening? I mean, decades. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I kind of really, really got into him around 2016, 17, like really deeply after my mom died. Uh-huh. I was listening before, but then the subscription ran out in my Kia and I just was like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm good. I, I don't want it. I didn't want it. I couldn't afford it. I couldn't mm-hmm. pay for it. I, at that time, I was like, I'm not paying for radio. But then after my mom passed and I got another new Kia or mm-hmm. another, it was my first new Kia car, right? Mm-hmm. That I brand new, everything else was pre-owned. Uh-huh. It came with the three months. And I remember when I got it, I was like, you know what? That's it. I cannot not have this. I have to have Stern in my life every mm-hmm. day, right? Just because it's school for me. It's radio school because Absolutely. I would listen for their production. Their production quality so is top tier, man. And I would get jealous on their phony phone calls. I'd be like, just like you said, applying things. I would listen to phony phone calls and then go, how the fuck are they doing that? How are they getting it? So it's it sounds like there's three different 
cop uh, people talking, but really it's the same voice. And I would go, oh, I can do, I can apply what they're doing for Big's phone taps. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's something that I I really value out of that show, man. You know what do you what did you take from that show? I, I mean, I just love the fact that they do whatever they want. Yeah. You know, I think it's just great. And again, he's such a um, tremendous interviewer, um, which I really believe that Cruz is as well. Yeah. I mean, I think Cruz is just the best interview interviewer I've ever worked with because he cares so much about it. And I, and I know Cruz is a big Stern fan, so I'm sure he's taken and listened to some of the uh, you know attributes that Stern has when it comes to interviewing. But I, I just. I'm jealous in a way because everything they do is long form yeah. and we don't have that ability. You know, being on in the afternoon is very different from being on in the morning. You know, uh, in the morning you have a ton of real estate without music. Whereas in the afternoon we do, we do consolidate a little, a little bit more. Um, it's more music driven though. It's more music yeah. driven because when people get out of work, they want the party, they want to you right. know, get home and be in a good mood, but they still want to be entertained. So it's just finding that balance for us. So I am jealous of Stern in that, in that regard, but I just feel like I learned a lot. I mean, I think that, you know, a lot about the dynamics of having a radio family and different things. And they're just so good at what they do. They are the standard. He is the standard. He is the the best broadcaster to ever, ever, ever live. I mean, yeah. And the fact that we're able to listen to him every day is good. And, and I think that he's taught all of us so much. And he's just, he's, fuck, he's the man, dude. Yeah, bro. He's the it's man. wild. I just, I, I wonder who's in their imaging and their production. Because it's like the unsung heroes behind the scenes that I want to know. Yeah. You know, you got Chris Wilding. You got... Oh, he's the you, best. Uh, uh, John Blitt. Now is so funny. John Blitt. Blit is Blit the is more great. newer, not newer, but he's the more, I guess, more newer person on the air. They've been incorpororating more. He's great. And man, his, the ideas he comes up with, Priest and, and Boy, you know, yeah. like. It, and the just, shit with JD on the plane and oh all that. Oh my God. But see, that's, that's what you have to take and learn because we all feel like we know them, yeah, right? We right. don't. Right. Never met any of them. I, I met Gary once, like at a movie. I DM'd Rasan Rogers <laughs> from the rap, <laughs> and really he actually replied. Too. He's yeah. really smart. So man. shout out to Rasan Rogers. But like, you feel like you know them, right? Yeah. And, and and that's what one thing that all radio people should apply to their shows is we. You want to feel like you know Leche. You want to yeah. feel like you know Cruz. You want to feel like you know Jackie. So that's why for us, we have a simple motto: live our lives on the air. So whatever's mm. going on, live our lives on the air. Like quick, and we got to end. I know we got to end. Go, so, no, no, we don't so, actually. But so I know last you night go. my wife was drinking, right? Yeah. And she started drinking. And we have a group text for the crew show. And I said, "Hey, my wife's going to be drunk in a little bit. Do you want me to ask her any questions for the show?" You know. And then sure enough, everyone's replying with, "Ask her this. Ask her that." Did ask you record her, her? Yeah. Wow. So today we'll probably end up playing a lot of that's stuff on the air. Dope. But that's the whole thing. You know, yeah. it's like so then you know, someone will remember that six months from now and go, bro, when you recorded your wife, she was clowning or whatever. And the same with Leche. And, and you know, if he's with two or three girls in one weekend, you know, or, which he doesn't, I'm just exaggerating. <laughs> yeah. Or Jackie moving in with their boyfriend right. or Cruz and, you know, and his fiance and whatever. We, we want to live our lives so people feel like they know us. And then they come back and visit their friends every afternoon, just like you and I feel about how, Stern, you know? Yeah. So I feel you, man. Well, dude, Jeff, You've said this it all. Was, this is so much fun, dude. <laughs> Jeff, I, I can't thank you enough for really, I know it's it's kind of rough because I hate having to bother people and impede on their time. That's okay. You know what I mean? But at the same time, once you get that mic going and we start getting into the conversation, it goes by quick. Already, it's, oh, look, it's already an hour and it's, seven minutes. It's crazy. I mean, I can, I, can, I can talk radio with you, just like Stern says, for another 17 hours. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? This is our Bruce Springsteen. Yes. <laughs> my, car, my Latino Carson Daly. <laughs> Dude, thank you, Sketch, for everything that uh, 
you've uh, done for all the stations that I've been at because you're a great inspiration. I think you're just a talented dude and, you know, just uh, like the memories that we were talking about and just some of the subtleties, you know, yeah. you've taught me on Pro Tools and that I've still carried to this day and and just being a good dude and giving us space when we came here for, for iHeart and helping, giving us time to learn even though we've had, uh, had that bump. But, yeah. you know. And we, I'm sorry about no, that. No, no, I'm sorry too. And, yeah, and so you. I think that I'm just very appreciative that we've been able to, be friends for this long of a time. Thank yeah, you, bro. I congrats salute on you. the podcast. Congrats. Uh, thank you, man. Well, I couldn't make it happen without the guests that have, have taken the time to be on the show. You know, I started the first two episodes just me doing like talking to myself on the phone, like kind of doing a John Frost style. Ah, that's funny. Like where I'm editing myself in, but talking over myself. That's funny. It was it was very frosty, you know, that's but funny. it only lasted for two episodes in that regard because I was like, I can't keep doing this. I need guests. And Tim Conway Jr. was the first guest. Oh, OG. before we wrap up. Super OG. I got got to bring up Fred Rogan, who just recently retired from NBC4 LA after 43 years on the air, at least in this city, right? He's been been on the air for like 46 or something like that. I mean, since he like came out of the womb, he was on the air. But he also does a show on uh, AM 570 KLAC with uh, Rodney Pete, Mm -hmm. Rogan and Rodney. But Jeff, you, you've you done... I, the reason I bring this up because he had me do the challenge intro. He had me do the Dean's Office intro. Mm-hmm. What else did he have me do? Uh, uh, oh, and Rogan here, Rogan's Heroes Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. How did you get involved with Fred? It's weird. It's a weird thing. I, um, first of all, he was the only br- person brave enough to put this ugly face on TV. If anything, I have a face for radio. But, um, <laughs> so do I, bro. But uh, I, I don't know. I remember just getting... I don't know if it was an email or a call... And, um, and just saying, Hey, would you ever be interested in coming on going Rogan with Fred? And I was like, wow, yeah, I guess, you know, were you here? I want to say, I, I, God, man, he, he would have to be the one to tell you, but I want to say that like his wife and their kids used to listen to big in the morning and hear me uh-huh. and in some capacity. And maybe he was in the car at the same time. And then they reached out I, again. I don't know how the dots, right. it was a long time ago already. Right. And, uh, you've been, but, you've been rocking with him for a minute on the ongoing Rogan. Yeah. Like right. every few months or whatever, yeah. a few times a year. And like, um, it's a lot of fun. And he, and the main thing is he let me be me and I would have that same you know dude stuff on the the air and and just be me and make jokes rather than be the nerd with statistics so he let me be me and it was just and just an incredible opportunity and to this day even through the pandemic we're doing it from home so i really you know i did a nice little tribute to him on my ig and i'm just really thankful for that time because i felt like i learned a lot and and again i would just kind of go for it when I was on there and I didn't try, yeah, I try bro. not to take myself too seriously. Sometimes I look back at him and be like, Oh my God, but yeah. what do you do? You just got to keep pushing Jeff, and killed it. I mean, I know you, it's crazy when I see people like I've seen Cruz on KTLA five, you know what I mean? I yep. see Petros and money. I see Petros on TV. I see him on v- different games that are outside of the state on like ESPN or some, of course, you know, yeah. random football game. What do you mean? And I'm just like, there's Petros. I I, I I immediately recognize him. Yeah, and money on all the Charger stuff. But yeah, I mean, we're lucky to be able to have these opportunities that were afforded by very generous people. And you just got to take it and go for it. Don't take yourself too seriously. And I'm just really thankful because if you would ask the 12 year old me or 13 year old me, if I would ever be on TV, the answer would be fuck no. Right. You know what I mean? Me too, bro. And to be able to say, hey, I did that, that's kind of cool. You know? Let me ask you one last question. Would you ever consider doing a sports show, like a full sports show? Would you ever want to do that? Now that my kids are grown, possibly, but like the time with my kids is really, really important to me. Um, So, can we shout out your kids real quick? Yeah, Landon and Owen, they're just the best. 16 and 13 now, but like, you know, when they were younger, they were my. I mean, they're still my priority, but like they're a little bit more grown now, but having time for them 
was really important for me, you yeah. know, and there were some things brewing here or there, nothing major, but you know, I always worked around them. Yeah. When you the need to help my wife people? and the need to be able to be present right. was really crucial to me because a lot of those, those sports shows, man, they're not easy, man. That's a lot of time away from your kids, a lot of traveling, a lot mm. of things like that. And again, not like all this stuff was offered to me, but if I was offered it, it uh, the consideration would have to be that. Right. I hear you on that. You what? know what I mean? Your kids play sports, right? Yeah. What sports are they basketball. in? Basketball. Ba- just just basketball? That's so dope, man. Are mm-hmm. they? I, I'm sure they're pretty good, right? They're are, doing all right. Yeah. They, I mean, they started picking it up in the pandemic, and they're doing really well. For taller than you now? Yeah. My one son is 6'4". Are then, you serious? Yeah, and the other one is 6'1". So Wait, Landon's 6'4"? Yeah, he's your height. Are you, well, are I'm 6'1". You yeah. are? Yeah, I'm 6'1". So, I mean, but the hat made me look taller, but the receding hairline puts me back down <laughs> immediately. You know what I mean? No, um, but uh, yeah, so he's really tall and he's doing really well and he's still learning and I'm just really proud of them and they're damn. good kids and, you know, yeah. So, they're, yeah, they're my priority, man. So, I, I think that every decision I make now and forever will probably revolve around them and my wife. I think it's really important. What's wifey's name? Sarah. Sarah. Shout out to Sarah. Shout out to the family. Mm-hmm. Hi, Jackie. Come on in, Jackie. Young J-Lo just walked in. We're wrapping up the podcast. Can you say hi real quick? Hi, everyone. Wait, her mic Yeah, you on. have to turn her mic on. This one, two. Three, two. Two. Oh, turn it on? No. No, not on, but just up. Hi, everyone. Oh, young J-Lo. I saw, I want to do a podcast with you at some point. Okay. Young yeah. J-Lo. Sounds I'm sorry, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of your guys' hair. We're wrapping up. Uh, what were you just saying as far as uh, your kids? Oh, yeah, your kids. Uh. Just last question, Jeff, being a father working in radio, were you really scared having your kids, your first son with Landon, right? Was it, no, was, yeah. was it Landon first? Yeah. Yeah. And then Owen, right? Yep. But Landon being, I, cause I remember when you had, I remember when big had his son. Well, our kids are very close. Yeah. In age. Yeah. Like they were literally back to back in both, uh, both kids. Yeah. I don't have any kids. I, I could barely take care of myself and that's not cliche. Yeah. I could literally just barely skate by mm-hmm. and I commend people who have kids, you know, at an earlier age, obviously I'm 45 now. Mm-hmm. How was it bringing a it's son? It's hard. Yeah. It's super hard. I mean, and again, just like radio, sometimes you don't know what you're going to get into on a daily basis, but you do the best that you can with the knowledge that you have. And yeah. you, and that's the way I've always raised them. You know, I'm not going to be perfect. I know I have a, a, a lot of crap I got to work on as a dad, but I don't try not to hold that against myself. And you know, you know, as kids, you never really appreciate your parents until you're older. So hopefully when I'm long gone, they'll appreciate me. That's it. You know, but I just try every day my best, you know? Do your kids know how cool their dad is? No. And they, they don't think I'm cool at all. Really? No. And all their friends are really unimpressed because I'm not on TikTok or whatever. But so you're on the radio. They don't care. Like, they don't listen. No. They don't care at all about they, you being they, I mean, on, they like do interviewing couple, these artists. A couple and, of their friends will be, or when you know I have an artist that they give a shit about, they'll come up. But like, other than that, Nah. Your parents were never cool. That's true. I know. Let yeah. me let's I know I said I was gonna end this on a high note like forty minutes ago, but I have to I'd be remiss if I didn't ask Kobe Bryant. Yes. I mean, you had a relationship with Kobe. You guys knew each other, right? You you could call Kobe and, and set up an interview or no, not really, I mean, no. right? At, at one point you guys were I remember you were doing a lot with the Mamba. Yeah, that all came through a, a, a good friend, JC uh, Prieto in, in Nike. And um, I was lucky enough to host some of his shoe releases, a handful of them. You know, we developed a cool little relationship. I was covering the Lakers at the time. Yeah. So, you know, we would see each other obviously a lot and I'd be at a lot of games. And he was just always the best. And I was always just myself around him. And, and uh, we would talk soccer and random stuff. And he would advise me. He When we had Landon, he was, you know, 
advising he would say like oh you got to try these teething tablets man i'm using them right now with ggn but all different things so it was like really cool just cool casual and he was just always really 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 good and and again thanks to all the folks at nike and jay i was able to like do a lot of things with them and it was fun and and i just man i'm just so lucky and i'm you know miss that guy and you know whenever he would come on with us at big and he would came on the cruise show here uh, quite a few times and just the nicest 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 human being and and i know i miss him and i know la miss him a lot and he was so great to all my kids and yeah what uh, was the last conversation you had with kobe we had him uh september of 2019 on here uh it was about his books um for young uh, adults like his daughters and uh, we had him on talking about the books and we talked a little bit by that time he was retired already. Mm. Um, so we talked a little bit about that and, and LeBron on the Lakers and things of that nature. But yeah, yeah that was the last time we spoke with them. And last time we saw him in person was um, tw- sometime in 2019 earlier that year. Mm. Yeah. Cause I remember when you got here right after you got here, I remember Nipsey passed away. Right, that yeah. was before we got here. I mean, you would just, didn't you just get it here? It was probably about two so, or three weeks after. What day did he pass? I'm not sure. It was, I think it was the end of March. March 31st, yeah. 2019. Yeah. You, you weren't here yet? Uh-uh. Damn. April 18th. We That's here. right. It was like two or three weeks later. That's yeah. right. Okay. I, I got a little confused. Cause I remember it happening all around the same month or within like the same few on, weeks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's a lot going Man, on. Man, it was such a crazy, but then Kobe, you, you saw him in 20 so 2019 yeah and oh i wanted to ask you this do you have that interview with the last interview you did sure. with him okay. can i get that for the podcast sure. so we can pay, play a piece of it just to sure. in respect to kobe of course jeff how you doing man great man so good to hear your voice yeah. man everything good yeah everything's good my brother you great man kids are doing well you know keeping me busy with the sports just like yours are i see you know uh kobe predicted uh when jeff's son was going to be born yo that's what? crazy it, it, yeah. <laughs> we worked where well, we worked together the same day and i took my wife to that particular event it was in santa monica it was a captain's lunch kobe and you said you, you told my wife you about to have that baby today and what happened <laughs> seven hours seven hours later she had the baby wow. man. Hey, amazing, right? great guy man and just i'm very lucky to work with him and again like i just was myself i didn't try too hard and i just was be myself and you know he was always just a really gracious dude did you, you ever know? get to go to his house no no no, I mean, we weren't like that. Right. I mean, I think a lot of people assume that, but well, not only I could never like call him or anything. Right. It was always, you know, work related. But yeah. again, I'm just thankful that he trusted me to, yeah. to do the interviews or trusted me to host those things. So yeah, it was, it's all surreal, That's man. It's so just all crazy, super dude. surreal. Jeff, you, you've done a lot in your radio career, man. And I, I hats off to you, bro, because you've, Thank you. you're uh, like going to done it without a lot of help and yeah. a lot of cool people giving me opportunities, you know? Well, Jeff G, I can't thank you enough for being on the podcast, the Sketcho Show podcast, having you debut finally after, what, decades of friendship and, <laughs> and, and working side by side in radio. Finally having you on is a real honor, bro. And I'd, of course, I'd love to invite you back on the show it's at some point. Honor to be on. Hopefully I have more stories Jeff for G, later. I'm going to let you get to work. And uh, thank you, sir. You know what I mean, dude? Hey, dude, it's a real good look, dude. But then again, dude. <laughs> Oh, good for you. And how was it? The Sketchomatic Show. Hey, too much information and shit, man. Shut your mouth, S.A. Okay, bye. Can you do any accents other than the fucking Jeff G accent? <laughs> fucking stupid.